This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. Wow, I don't know where to start. In this last episode, I had told you that I would be taking the entire month of August off to enjoy the last bit of summer. Unfortunately, that did not happen. I'm saddened to tell you that my 85-year-old mother passed away in August. I want to thank everyone who has sent me text messages, phone calls, letters, and flowers and pants. My family and I are very appreciative of all the love and support. That being said, I would like to dedicate the next two-part series to my mother, Maria. In this first episode of Rolling with Ray, you will meet my niece, Nikki Daly, and my sister, Debbie Williams, who has volunteered to drive down memory lane with me and how we remember my mom and celebrate her as a mother and a grandmother. In part two of this series, we will be discussing grief and how we handled it. I hope you enjoy the show and take some things away, especially some great memories of my mother. Well, welcome to Rolling with Ray. I want to thank Debbie, my sister, and Nikki, my niece, for coming on the show today. I know this is a difficult time for us, but uh, I wanted to give an opportunity to share this opportunity to mom, who passed away uh, August 15th. Just a little bit of information about my mother. Uh, my mom grew up in South Texas. She was born in 1938. She had, uh, she's one of nine siblings. She grew up in the Rio Grande Valley. At the age of three, when I was three years old, uh, my mom and dad moved uh, the family to the DFW area where um, my, my siblings, uh, which was my older brother, Shawnee, my sister, Debbie, and my younger David all grew up in the Irving uh, area, metropolitan area next to DFW. Uh, but I just want to take this opportunity to thank mom for all the love and support that she gave me and to my entire family. I know this is going to be a little bit emotional, but uh, I just felt like that this was a time to share the opportunities that we had with mom. So by saying that, I'm just going to start off. There is no script for this show. Uh, we're just going to bounce off each other and uh, talk about all the great memories that my mom had with us. So I'm going to start off with Debbie. Uh, Debbie would explain some of the great memories you had with mom. <clears throat> There's just so many. Um... What's your earliest memory? Earliest memory? Oh, my God. Probably her chasing me with a spoon or something like that. <laughs> but um, just, I mean, reflecting over everything, just kind of the that she was always there, you know. Um, so many things happened along the way, but she always was there. She's the one. She's the one stability in our life, I would probably have to say that. You know, um, 
Well, she was definitely the monarch of the family, and she's the one who kept everything together, whether it was on Sundays when we'd all barbecue or, you know, we had a swimming pool, and every every Sunday afternoon was family time, and that's when all my siblings got together, my nephew, nieces, and especially during the summertime, uh, it would be an opportunity for the entire family to get together and just kind of reminisce and explain how the weeks went, et cetera, those type of things. So, uh, Nikki, what, what is your fondest memory or your so, earliest memory? I would grandma? definitely say the barbecues, for sure. Like, I always remember being over swimming. Um, and, like, I don't think people realize it's not, I don't want to say it's not normal, but in our family it's normal to hang out and stuff. But I have so many friends that don't, nobody keeps up with that tradition you know of barbecue and it's not just your immediate family it's the entire family it's like a little party every sunday swimming i mean everything we lived in our swimsuits yeah you know grandma nifa y'all's our family pretty much helped raise me you know um i do y'all are gonna laugh i do remember package pickup all the time at jc penny with grandma <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain a little bit to our viewers what package? Oh my gosh, Grandma was a shopper. She was the best person to shop with. I never was like dreading opening a gift for Grandma. Like <laughs> she always had the best taste in clothes. I mean, I have a pair of her pants that I'm wearing now, and I have one of her purses. So she would order these things online, or I guess not online, you know, or the phone through the catalog because that's what it was—the catalog. <laughs> Um, and then they would just, she would go and pick it up. But I feel like everybody knew her for package pickup there. Yes, absolutely. We always, Irving Mall, another, always went for package pickup. Another pick memory that I would have to say is that when the, um, she wanted one of the Mike-owned kids to have a haircut, she would drive them to get a haircut. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they'd all come home bald or something. Yeah. Like that. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of the things is she always was right there, and if I needed anything, she would go do If you it. didn't need anything, she was still willing to offer. Yes. Yeah, you know, you are talking about the haircuts for your, your kids. <laughs> I can remember when I was seven or eight years old, mom would always, mom and dad actually, uh, would take us to the barbershop, David and I, and we'd sit in the chair, and uh, she would always say, we want the boys regular. <laughs> well, the boys regular, we'd come out with a, a buzz cut. And, of course, you know, we had school the next day, so we'd go in there with a military cut. And I just remember that. I always wish I had long hair. But Mom and Dad said, no, you're, you're getting a boys regular. And I always remember that boys regular haircut. Yes. Definitely. I can remember also one time when I was growing up in junior high, uh, a memory that I'll, I'll still to this day. Here we are 40, 50 plus years later. Um, I remember uh, I had told we were in junior high and uh, there was going to be a, a party. Uh, of course, you know, here we are in seventh, eighth grade. And I had told mom that I was going to be spending night with a friend of mine. Well, that friend had also told his mother <laughs> that she he was going to be spending night with me. Did y'all plan uh, that? Yeah, we had okay. planned it. And so, and we were the the... The story of it was we were supposed to stay out all night. You know, here we are, seventh, eighth grade. And um, my mom happened to call over at my friend's house where I was going to stay at. And she's talking to the, the person's mother. 
and she says, uh, yeah, I need to ask Ray something because uh, we're going to church the next morning. And she's like, well, they're spending the night at your house. And they're like, no, they're spending the night at your house. <laughs> and so they caught us in a lie. And so they finally tracked us down. And uh, it was a, a friend of mine who was having a little get-together down the street, uh, two streets over from where I lived. And so there were, I don't know, 20 or 30 people out in the front yard. And uh, I remember it was like 10 o'clock at night. And mom pulls up in the car. He's like, Ray Serta, if you know what's good for you, you better get your ass in this car. I mean, talk about embarrassing me in front of all my friends. And You asked uh, for it. Yeah, you know, I asked for it. But uh, those are just, you know, mom was hardcore. Uh, yeah, she had her limits, and uh, if if you didn't like what the, if if you disobeyed her or something, uh, she always had her right shoe right there next to you. Is uh, we never, I mean, we always had uh, either like a belt or a shoe <laughs> if, we, if we did something wrong. Uh, so those are just so many great memories. But you know what? She taught us a lot about discipline, a lot about love, and a lot about giving back. Um, you know, I've got just so many memories. Any other memories? Another thing that I was thinking about was when, um, and and you're taking me younger and younger, but when um, Jimmy and I first got married and I had my bachelorette party, we were went to Little Bear, <laughs> where uh, the stripper or whatever. Anyway, I remember being there and I seeing somebody that I hadn't seen in a while. She's like, if your mom knew that you were here, and I'm going, there's my mom right over there with the dollar, you know, she was right there. And I guess that's one of the things that really taught me is that she did everything with us. You know, it wasn't like she was going to stay home just because I was with my friends and everything. And then that's kind of how I feel like I raised my own kids is I was right there with them and uh, going through everything with them. So that's one of the things that I reflect back and seeing how she taught me in her own way because she was right there joining the fun, you know? Always. I mean, yeah, she was always like that, yeah. going to float the river. Like, yeah. she may not have gone in the water, but she was there. <laughs> she the was camping, there. Yes. Yeah, all of that stuff. Yes. So one of her passions is, uh, uh, I remember, I don't know, back in 2015, 16, 17, is that she loved going to University of Texas football games. Uh, to go see her grandson play football. I don't care if it was, you know, in 90-degree weather or 100-degree weather. She never missed a ball game. And she always made sure, you know, I don't I don't care how hot it was or how cold it was, she wasn't missing a party. I mean, even the high school football games. Even the games, high school football games. Everything, tailgating. You know, my brothers, uh, Shawnee and, and David, uh, I don't even think they missed one game uh, throughout our entire you know, high school career or anything like that. My parents were very involved, especially my mother. Uh, she wanted to know all the aspects of making sure that we made good grades, making sure that we stayed in line. And uh, I'm so very thankful for that. Oh, I can tell the story that I just learned. Um, Becky Knatzer is a very oh, yeah. <laughs> is a very old friend yeah. of ours. Yeah. She's been around with us since, you know, you were in high school and everything. And we were at the funeral and I was asking her, she, no, she said, let me tell you how I met your mom. And I go, how did you meet mom? And I thought it was from your accident, right, when you, we were in high school. Right. But 
it comes to come to find out, she said that, and we thought it was David, but it couldn't have been David because we knew her before, before, before me, before you. So we figured it was you. So it was when you were a freshman in high school that Becky Knatzer, that's never heard of Ray Serta or Maria Serta or anyone, gets a call from Maria Serta and wants to know why Ray Serta isn't in the homecoming court. That why aren't you walking one of the girls out on that field? And we went into <laughs> we went into why, but anyway, she said I never heard of Maria Serta. I didn't. I I mean Ray Serta. I never even knew that um, he wasn't on on the court. So on the field. So we kind of had to go in and find out, you know. But that's how she met mom. Right. And that's right. how they became and friends. Grandma has been like that through and through. Like <laughs> anything, even with me or my family, it's like there's nothing wrong with that for, with you. It's everybody else, you know, well, in I, a good way, in a good way. You know, I can tell you that his mom was very involved and uh, she's very hardcore. I don't care if, uh, you know, everything. Yes, family's everything. But one thing about it is she told you the truth. If she didn't care whether you liked it or not, uh, well, she would like, you know, like my sister would be trying on dress. Yeah. Well, Debbie, it looks like you put on a five or ten pounds. <laughs> You're not going to wear that, are you? Put it out the door. She, You're not going to wear that. I'm not afraid to tell you <laughs> how her feelings or, or what she thought yeah. at that time. I remember one time I walked in and she's like, oh, you look skinny. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I'm Showing her picture, she's like, you look fat in that one. And I'm like, Grandma, that was yesterday. Like, are you telling me I look skinny today? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, uh, one thing that I, you know, I do regret, and I think I wrote it in my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. Um, you know, the night of my accident, you know, my mom had told me, no, you're not going to go to the, to that little celebration where I had my accident. And, you know, I finally had some friends come over and convince my parents for me to go. Well, you know, here we are 45, 50 plus years later. And, you know, one thing that I regret and uh, to this day is uh, having the police officers come to my door at four or five o'clock in the morning and waking my entire family up, especially mom and dad and telling them that, there had been an accident I was involved in. Well, you know what? I feel for my mom and dad, what they put me, what I put them through. And uh, so everybody out there listening to, make sure you listen to your mom and dad and because they always know what the right decisions are, whether you don't think it's the right decision at that time, but, but it is. So, um, always regretted that and uh, that's just part of life that I've got to live with the rest of my life but uh, enough of that I just want to talk about too about you know she loved Winstar oh. <laughs> I could tell you a little bit more about that accident is also that you are where you are with the support of oh the there's accident. no doubt you, you know I was at the hospital I mean they wouldn't have left you for no anything. no not at all uh, I was in the rehab and, and hospitals, and and uh, they never left my sight. Uh, they were there every day. Yeah. And I'm very thankful and appreciative of that. They would have done anything for you. Right. Absolutely. 
But uh, getting back to mom, mom was a gambler. She liked to gamble. And uh, yeah, she did. I can remember one time uh, my she had invited her sister-in-law, Esther Vella, to come down to the uh, Choctaw Casino. <laughs> and so I, here I am driving them, and I, and I dropped them off at the front of the building. I said, y'all wait for me. I'm going to go park the car. So I dropped them off. And uh, they said, yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait for you. <laughs> and so here I am parking the car. And then I get a call while I'm parking the car. And I look at his mom. I'm like, oh, great. What does she want now? And she's like, hurry up, hurry up. You need to come in here. I'm like, oh, wow. Did she fall down or what? That's all she told me. <laughs> and, of course, she hangs up the phone. You know how she, yes. she always does that. Bye. <laughs> and so I hurry up in there. Well, lo and behold, She's like, I won $14,000 on a $2 bed. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. So, uh, of course, you know, when you win, they, you know, they hand pay you right there and then and in, in cash. And so she's like, well, give me $2,000 because I'm going to go play this and you hold on to the rest until we get home. She was probably ready to go home. Yes. Yeah, Once she wins, home. she's ready to go home. Yeah. She's like, when she wins, we're done. She's ready to go home. And I remember that five or 10 minutes into the, the plane at the casino, she's like, all right, I'm ready to go home. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I just got here. <laughs> but, you know, just so many great memories of mother. And I remember one time uh, Connor and I were over there, and she we were just kind of bored. I think he was home from college, maybe? And uh, we just got in, the, in my little Scion and just took off and went to Windstar. I had never, grandma. yeah, I had never <laughs> really been experienced her, but man, she knew that place like the back of her hand. Right, right. She knew everything. She knew where she wanted to go. She would run to get there. I know it's going to be hard uh, this Thanksgiving and Christmas because uh, mom always made homemade tamales for the entire family. And uh, I guess Nikki or Debbie, y'all are going to have to step up to the plate. Well, I was going to, I was going to mention that as a memory too. And like, I'm really thankful that my kids got to do that with her. Right. Like I have a video of, I don't think Adrian's in it, but Nova's okay. in it just making tamales. And I remember my husband showing me the video and I just started crying because I was like, oh my gosh, I did that <laughs> when I was little, you know, and like you start seeing your life when you were younger in a different light and like how precious it was to be able to grow up like that. Like I'm devastated when any of my family moves away from Texas because I've been here my entire life. I've never left. I've never anything. So like anybody leaving, it's like, oh my gosh, like this part of you is leaving with them, you know, because we're just so close everybody. And it was because of her, like, it, are you going to grandma's? Are you going to be there? Like, if there's a gathering, I'm calling all my cousins. Are you going to be there? Yeah. Because it's just natural. It's a natural thing. And, and I, I think we're all really fortunate to go through that because I don't know very many people that do that. It was, yeah. it was getting, you know, harder and harder as we get older and everybody lives away and everybody comes into town. But when everybody came into town, we were still trying to get together. Absolutely. We're like FaceTiming. If somebody wasn't there, we're FaceTiming that. Yes. We're just anything. You know, I heard a lot of comments at the at the funeral and, of course, at the reception of moms uh, that everybody that she came in contact 
she would always ask about them and, you know, their kids. And, and uh, I remember them telling me that, you know, your mom just made me so welcome when we came over. It's just an unbelievable feeling that they can't describe. It's like uh, she it was like she was my second mother. They were saying, and uh, that just goes to show that mom does love everybody and she supported everybody. Uh, now, if you got on her bad side, well, you don't want to. You don't want to be on her bad side. You don't want to be on the bad side. But uh, and that would trickle down to even us. Like one of my best friends, Estefania, she's like, oh my gosh, I feel like this is. My grandmother that passed away, yeah. she always asked about my friends, always asked about their kids, always asked about their boyfriends or their husbands or, you know, she was really good about remembering those things. And if something wasn't happening that was happy, she was worried. She was yes. genuinely right. worried about them and would ask and you would almost have to want to lie about it yes. to just give her cover well, because she would constantly ask about it well you know her she was in the hospital and i remember that you something happened with your um grandmother on your mother's side and i decided to tell mom so she would start worrying about it because that's all she knew how to do was worry about us and worry about you and knowing that you were going to through through something so when she was in the hospital i kind of made it feel like Mom, can you believe this is happening? You know, right. I hear grandmother, and she sat there and worried till yeah. it was in club. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. So you know, uh, Debbie described to our audience about you know you mentioned that mom was at the hospital uh, this couple months ago, and you know the doctors basically went in and told her uh, my mom passed away at 85 years old with congestive heart failure, and of course when you have heart failure, then other complications. Uh, come with that, like kidney disease. Uh, but can you explain to, because I know you were in the room, when the doctors had told her, ma'am, there's nothing else we can do for you. Uh, you're probably going to have two to four days or a week. And, you know, she fought it for six weeks uh, when we took her home on hospice. But can you describe to, to our audience how, like, she just started getting on the phone and just calling everybody? Oh, my goodness. She started to call her up. <laughs> Oh, she started to call everyone. And she and David and I were there, and and we were having to get our phones and start dialing for. Her. And she'd call all her sisters and tell them that you know she was fine with what was happening to her, and that she was that that sister was always her favorite. And I'm in the background, mom, and going, "Mom, you just told the other sister she was your favorite." It was funny. Anyway, so we get to the end, and and David's like. Well, Mom, do you think maybe Debbie and I need to go stand down in the hall so you can call us and tell us? And she goes, no, y'all know. So it was all just, um, as I mean, she was great. inviting people. She oh, was she was saying, inviting people to the funeral. Come to my funeral. She, you, know, you know what, the, is Debbie and, and Nikki, towards the end, uh, Mom was at peace. Oh, she she, she was ready to... Uh, she knew exactly what she was doing. She, she knew everything. And, uh, you know, the, the last breath that she took, she told us that she loved us all. And uh, when we were there, and it, it just, it means so much to us. At least it meant so much to me and, and, and David and Nifa and Debbie yeah. that uh, we were all there for her. And, you know, she left a legacy that will live on forever. 
Yeah. Uh, the, it will the, definitely in my heart. It will be. The Sunday before she passed, I brought my kids over, you know, because we had been coming over every other day or whatever. And uh, she, the kids were just running in circles around her. She was sitting in the wheelchair and she would stop them and make them look at her. And she would say, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. And it was just so amazing. I mean, that's, that's going to be the memory of my kids. Well, I definitely know that mom wanted the best for everybody. And, you know, during Christmas time, birthdays, Gosh, yeah. oh, my gosh, if, if, you know, she would give so much. It's like, why well, today's Nikki's birthday. I got to make sure I give her something. If I was sick, I'd be like, oh, I need a new outfit. She would buy it. She would do it. That's just the type of individual she was. And, you know, I am today who I am because of her. And I'm sure Debbie probably feels the same way. And Nikki yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, like I mentioned to you earlier, that she left a legacy that uh, will live on forever. Um, there's just so many great memories of her. And um, I can remember her too also. Uh, Mom grew up in the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, and so she always liked going back and, and visiting all her siblings and uh, all her relatives that were down there. And uh, she loves... Uh, Beto Vela, who was her, uh, I guess, nephew. Nephew. And uh, she would always say, you know, when I'm gone, make sure you, you keep in contact with him. Well, we're, we're going to continue to do that. One thing I wanted to, to, to tell about my, my mom, um, so she died on a Tuesday, and uh, in a, about a month prior to that, she told me, Right. When I die, don't be leaving me no more in one week or two. Weeks. So we go. Make and it. when he says that, that's how she yeah. said it. Don't do it. Don't, yes. leave me don't be leaving me no more in one or two weeks. No, she didn't so, want her body over there left alone. No, she, she did not. She wanted to be handed me. So when we went and made the arrangements, uh, you know, she passed on a Tuesday. Uh, on the Wednesday, um, we're making arrangements. And the lady said, I don't know if y'all know this or not but your mom has already prepaid all the expenses and she's already planned her, her own funeral. I'm like, what? It's like, uh, you know, yeah, she came in about 10 years ago and, and doing it and did everything. So it is, you would not believe the stress that that took off yes. that being myself and David by her doing that. She cared enough to think about us that she didn't want us to, to suffer like, like we are. But, uh, you know, that was kind of her to do that. And then um, she picked out a pink casket <laughs> of all the colors pink. And We're like, no. Yeah. 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 I remember her coming home and saying that and saying, <laughs> I got a Tempur-Pedic mattress to go because I know how cheap you are. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And so, uh, so I'm, you know, we're making the arrangements. And I told the lady that I said, well, mom doesn't want to be in a morgue no more than a week or two because yeah. she told me that and she's like well you know everything's pre-planned and pre-paid the only thing that you have to do is call the church to see if they have uh, room so i called our catholic church saint anne's which is down the street and they said well we only do funerals monday through friday so i'm thinking well monday or tuesday is the funeral and she's like uh, the lady's like well, we do have a Friday at 10 a.m. <laughs> I was like, you better book because I don't want mom coming back to 
you had an opportunity to do it <laughs> no, Friday at 10. So that's why we had a quick turnaround on the funeral because I know people that's have been asking. Too. And that's what she wanted. Yes. So I, I try to grant her all the wishes. And also she's buried across from the baseball fields because she wanted right. light shining on her. That's exactly so right. She's all where she wanted to be. That's exactly right. So um, we're almost out of time. Uh, is there any one more, two more, anything you yes, y'all would like to say about mom? There's just so much to say that um, one thing I can say is that I am my mother's daughter, and I'm very proud of it. Absolutely. Nikki? Yeah, and I definitely feel her within me, too. I mean, I call my youngest um, daughter little Maria because of her attitude and right. spouse and uh you know it's it's really weird i mean i don't know how else to describe it because when you're so involved with somebody that you love very much it just seems like they're on a vacation you can't really grasp what's happening and uh she's just remarkable with everything she went through and how she was still able to fight to keep us together and i mean my childhood was nothing but great because of everything that her house and our family she created her familia yeah absolutely i mean i was over at y'all's house every other weekend well we're just about out of time and i appreciate y'all for coming on the show uh because i know it's a difficult time for us and uh for our viewers out there please continue to pray for us and and, and my family as we deal with the grieving process. Uh, there's still so much more to talk about. My mom, uh, we could be here all day. Uh, stay tuned for part two as we take an in-depth look at how we are handling her death and uh, how we're handling it as a family. Thank you so much for watching my show. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Burn Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also, should you be looking for a good read, pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www dot grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information. Mm -hmm.